Welcome to GLT's All Good Local Tips with Caroline Wilson and Corey Perkin. All thanks to Red Energy. They're powered by Snowy Hydro and 100% Australian electricity and gas. Call 131 806 for real Aussie energy. Welcome everyone. This is episode 140 of Don't Shoot the Messenger, our special bonus GLT episode. I'm with Corrie Perkin and Jane Neild, our beautiful Miss Jane, our wonderful producer. She's got some tips. Corrie, you've got some wonderful tips from our audience and you can kick things off. Uh, Stefan Zima. Hi, Stefan. How are you going? And says, Corey, have you picked up Crooked Media's latest series from Ben Rhodes? It's called Missing America. It is brilliant. You tipped me into them in the first place, so hope you're into this one. Cheers, Stefan. Well, look, I haven't heard the Missing America, although I love Ben Rhodes and we've had his book in our shop a couple of years ago and everything that Crooked Media do, including Pod Save America and Pod Save the World, is brilliant. So thanks for the tip. I will give it a go. And um, Anna from the Op Shop got in touch when she heard our GLT episode of a few weeks ago, Corrie. She felt you were a bit scathing about my tip from the wonderful Homewares book that I just absolutely loved. Um, Kath Kitson. Kath Kitson, thank you. The, the the painting, the picture made out of out of the Quality Street wrappers. Now, We've had requests for a picture of that to go on the Instagram. Uh, People oh, want to see it. It is un- <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, I don't have it here, but I will. I will make it available Please. this week, Jane. You're all as someone daft. as someone who grew up. My grandparents' house, um, at the beach, that was the signature tin. It was always a tin of Quality Streets upstairs by my grandfather's little bar, and um, I did always sneak the green triangles. They were my favourite. <laughs> With just the plain sort of chocolatey ones. Although I was, the purple that had the nut in the middle and the caramel was another favourite. Anyway, it is absolutely brilliant and Corrie, Anna endorses that as well. So, and what about our wonderful friend Linda Danvers? I had no idea about this. She's told us via email that you know the Enid Blight and Mallory Towers boarding school series? Yes, and there's a new series coming out and the books have just arrived. Sorry, am I reading that? Oh, that's what she this says. Is, Go on. No, read out what Linda says. Well, Sorry. Well, I absolutely Jump love... the gun. I love Sinclair's and Mallory Towers growing up. I read. I reckon I read every Ian and Blyton. Some weekends I just stayed in bed all weekend and read Ian and Blyton. Like I, I would get out of bed to watch the woodshop on World of Sport and then just go back to your tall brothers. <laughs> and then just keep reading. But she reckons it's set in... Um, you get glimpses of the beautiful Devon countryside and coast. It was set in Cornwall, but she thinks... I didn't know Mallory Towers. I forgot it was set in Cornwall. She thinks the series series is filmed in Devon. He, um, it's great to watch um, with people, particularly if they're age, age between eight and ten, not one to watch with your partner if he's male. But anyway, she's enjoying the show. So that is a great tip. And Ms. Rule, um, Ms. Rulo, who is our dear friend Megan Corrie, I'm assuming, um, is enjoyed the trouble with Maggie Cole, as we did, even though Anna from the Op Shop gave it the complete thumbs down, which is um, set in that South Devon village, and it's a bit silly, but I found that entertaining as well. Can I just say on the Ina Blyton thing, we actually got the DVDs of The Famous Five yeah, years I've, ago. I've never seen that. And pulled it out recently for, like, Huey and Simon's kids. You know, years ago we watched them with the stepkids. But so good and just so sort of forward-thinking and, you know, little George the tomboy. I'm like, that's me as a kid. <laughs> and even... Well, they still sell. So yes. the books still sell. And when, when customers come into the shop and say, what should my six- or seven-year-old read? We always say start with Famous Five because there are only there are five key characters the children have to concentrate yeah. on. Or and then as they become Timmy older, the dog. 
And then when they, when it when they become older, they can move on to the secret seven because that's a little more complicated. Great and series. even the old faraway tree. I'm about to start reading that with uh, Huey. So I think a lot of people at this time in history are going back to some of those. It's the same as the Quality Street sort of feeling you get those nostalgic books. And I think there's going to be a real upsurge in people reading them to kids who. It's just a completely different world to them now. But I think have they enjoy you seen, it. Have you seen that uh, oh, I was one of those, you know, um, Instagram or um, social media gags, five go absolutely nowhere and they're all <laughs> sitting around the house. <laughs> during... been, yeah, there are a few um, retro covers. <laughs> exactly. Now, Ms. Jane, what can you tell us? What tips have you got this week? Look, I've actually got a podcast recommendation. Uh, we're only a couple of episodes into this one, but it is the new series of Trace, which is the ABC's true crime investigative uh, journalism, you know, key podcast that last year, the year before, was incredible, won all the awards. But Rachel Brown is the reporter with a great team behind her. This one is series two, Trace the Informer. They managed to get the only interview with Nicola Gobbo. Um, so incredible stuff. You and, know. Her, and the book Lawyer X has actually been put on hold. It was due in the shop next week. So it's been put on hold, obviously, for legal reasons. I'm not sure. And yeah. why has the Tiger Woods book been put on hold with Father's Day around the corner? I think what's happened, I think a lot of book uh, publication release dates have been put back because of COVID, particularly in the US. Things are just, it's just everything's slow. Yeah. It's bad for the yeah. publishers, isn't it? Because, I mean, that would have been a big Father's Day sell. What's Father's Day going to be like, really? I mean, <laughs> it's all a bit depressing, isn't it? But well, we'll celebrate it anyway. Of course we will. It never really, they never get the same attention as the mothers, the poor old fathers, although, do they? Although people spend way more money on books for fathers than they do on mothers. I mean, mothers, I guess you have lots of cho- different choices. Men, you think, oh, golf balls. Books. Books. <laughs> Tiger Woods book. <laughs> a pair of socks. But it is yeah. a good, it's actually a good idea. I've noticed a lot of authors doing online launches and, and book things and stuff. So, you know, if you can follow authors that you really want to support, get onto their social media pages and see if they're sort of doing virtual events. But yeah, if you're a true crime fan, listening to all of this, you know, behind the lawyer X kind of doors and Rachel Bryant describing she took multiple flights to multiple sort of different cities, not the place that she actually met Lawyer X, <laughs> because she had to throw people off their tail. They were so concerned in the reporting of this podcast that they would actually be leading people who, for all intents and purposes, want her dead to her as she's in witness protection and hiding. Incredible stuff. So it's just started. So there's a lot to follow on this. And anyone who's sort of wow. interested in that Melbourne underworld and, you know, what has happened over the last 20 years, police corruption, Trace the podcast. Big. Trace the informer. Jane, is it you who's um, recommending banana peel juice for indoor plants? <laughs> it is. On a completely different note. Where, how does um, one get <laughs> banana peel juice in the first place? Would you put it in the whiz? All you have to bullet. do, okay, so this is my newfound thing after, you know, getting donation of uh, indoor plants from the neighbour up the road, is actually they love the potassium and the magnesium and all the wonderful things that are in bananas, of course. So all you do once you've peeled your bananas, pop them into a jar or a big, you know, something sealable, big container, cover it in water for four or so days. Oh. Bit manky, so maybe do it in the shed. <laughs> it Absolutely and makes you, them thrive. And then when you and then when you unscrew the top, you it's just faint. A, no, well, you're wearing your mask probably. <laughs> it's Jane, fine. That is fascinating. It's My grandmother used to put them onto her roses. So this is what I've heard people with like you know um, ferns and different things put banana peels on them. But for indoor plants, you don't really want banana peels rotting away in no. the bottom of your pot. So I've been doing this, and I've managed to like 
Plants that I thought were going to die have bounced back. Don't overwater, of course. But instead of throwing out those banana peels, chuck them in a jar. You're literally just sort of fermenting it for a couple of days, drawing out all those beautiful nutrients and um, just giving them a water with that every now and then. So that is something I learned from the sport of gardening. Can I recommend, have a listen to our last episode of The Sport of Gardening. We interviewed Costa Georgiatis, the uh, host of Gardening Australia. I'll put oh, a link in the show notes. Somebody who needs oh. a haircut, whether it's corona lockdown time or not, <laughs> exactly. can I say. So that but was great. While we're on the gardening thing, we mentioned in our mothership episode, uh, Daphne, and um, when I had a beautiful garden in our old home in Hawthorne, where the kids grew up, I had lots of Daphne. I was very successful with it, although there were a couple of different spots in the garden where it refused to go. And can I just remind people that Daphne like morning sun. They like an easterly face spot preferably, and they like a bit of shade. Don't overwater them. And that's when you see their little um, their little leaves turn a, a brownie colour or they hang down limply. You're overwatering them. So beware of that. It's a bit hard too if it's pouring with rain as well, but just watch your Daphne. And um, after, of course, they've flowered, you fertilise them in spring with organic matter and you can prune them as well at that time. And over summer, you've got to keep them moist because they don't like drying out. I loved um, Michelle Davis's message to us via Facebook, Corrie. Um, he's loving our podcast. By sheer fluke, he was in Molly Mook when lockdown was called. Oh, lucky oh. you. <laughs> Lucky you, Michelle. Damn it. So he stayed Damn in New it, South Wales. He stayed for the last six weeks. He's currently enjoying the freedom and sunshine in Evans Head. How beautiful. He wants to recommend The Pull of the Stars by Emma Donoghue. Now, you've oh. got a few Emmas in your shop, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, well, she, she's a, a lot of Peltys will know her. She wrote Room all those years ago, an extraordinary a novel of huge power, that one. The Pool of the Stars arrived a couple of weeks ago. I would have to agree with you on that one. And Suzanne Lynch, hello from you to you on our Instagram page, recommends um, weaving, uh, weaving with me chunky yarn balm. It's an Instagram page, great macrame oh. and knitting inspo. I checked it out after my recent sort of Oh, how interesting. You've turned to macrame. Do you know, the first thing I ever remember my mother leaving the house for when I was about four or five was to do a Tuesday night macrame class. That in the 70s was considered the height of self you know, yep. self-improvement. How to make an American quilt sort of, <laughs> I, sort of vibe. And yeah. so I had this resentment against macrame because that was what mum left the house for and abandoned us kids for a night a week. But it's so back in fashion. Oh, mum's back at macrame class again. <laughs> it's sort of the book club of the 70s. But if you've got those old macrame, especially the pot holders, you know, you'd always do the hanging plants. That was a really sort of simple and easy way to start macrame. Those things are going off on sort of retro 70s auction and, you know, Etsy stores. People are so into macrame for their indoor plant holders these days. So if you've got the old ones, pull them out. If you're lucky, Jane and Corrie, I might get started on my wreath work soon after being inspired by Jane making her, um, you know, those beautiful wreaths out of Out old of all bits. the old vines. Do you know I actually upped my wreath game? This is probably a little bit over the top for most people, but because I was whinging about all the wreath, the, the vines climbing on my shed, we had to replace the trampoline net and the mat so I had all of this, you know, incredible, it's like tent sort of flexible pole in a circle. So I twisted it in two, made a gigantic, I'd say two and a half metre diameter circle 
have placed it on the shed and am now growing wisteria and oh. the vines from the I shed. I you were going to say you made it no. into a hammock. I'm weaving it. It's alive and is, I'm weaving it alive. Is, so. there, is there no end to your talents, Jane? It's not talent. It's just complete you are, boredom. You are, you, are boredom. Ba- you are a bower bird. What do you not collect? No, I, well, I, I hope she's not cracking up. I mean, uh, look, I will that's... admit that my garden is saving me at the moment, like any ridiculous project, but we've got wisteria too. Go oh, out and get God. the suckers. They're about 30 bucks in a garden store. So I've just been going and getting the wisteria suckers, replanting them under this huge circle oh, frame. Can you take a photo of this? This sounds I'll, absurd. I'll show you in a minute. I actually, I actually <laughs> did that in my garden and it's um, it's not in a sunny enough spot, but it, you can't kill it, can no, you? No, it's can, I, can I just, just, this is my last plug and I've mentioned this before, Instagram account Nora, N-O-R-A-H underscore Yara, Y-A-R-A-H underscore Rosa. This is the three dancing singing or the three dancing sisters who live in the Netherlands. Uh, every like nearly every day they're posting a new dance or maybe it's an old one. It just gives me such joy. And these 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 kids honestly put them on the Oscar the Oscar ceremony. Will we have an Oscar ceremony next February? Probably not. They're oh my amazing. God. That's Corey. a terrible shock, isn't it? <laughs> these kids are incredible. They now have half a million followers on Instagram. But honestly, they cheer up your morning. I, I cannot recommend them more highly. And they've got pretty funky outfits that they wear too. <laughs> uh, the the last one. I'm and this is just a very boring um, Saturday night at home one. But how happy are we that Last Tango in Halifax made another series? Oh, so happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Although they're they're a bit disgruntled. Oh, they're Aren't all they? they're fighting and, um, you know, people that I, I can't believe that the ex-husband of our Caroline is still with that boozy author. <laughs> Who is now world famous. Look at the apartment they're living in. I know, I know. She must be like a, um, I was thinking who, what sort of novels is she writing? They're fantasy novels. Yes. So she yes. must be like a um, George R. 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 Well, I got, R. R. Martin, however many hours there are. I got Brendan into the into it last week. He said, what a horror. What horrible families. And the main character. And what happened to our Gillian's? Wasn't she off with Robbie? Yeah, no, Robbie's written to her from over. He's gone know, to live in we, another country. I didn't know they broke up. Yeah, well, he's gone. and um, I and, didn't know that. And the main character, you know, the wife. Of, Celia. Celia's been an absolute cow. She's going to have her come up and soon. No, there's some. Anyway, really enjoying Last Tango in Halifax. And back to the Pull of the Stars by Emma Donoghue. It sounds good because it's set during the Spanish flu epidemic. Oh, so I reckon how timely. Oh, okay, I know go. in a Dublin maternity ward. Just on television shows that we love, I I made my husband watch uh, Father Brown the first time he's ever watched a Father Brown episode. I wish I'd recorded the commentary. <laughs> oh, <laughs> look, I'm just, is it the time of Corona? I have newfound interest in Father Brown. Oh, G.K. Chesterton seriously is very is very clever. He's a very very clever man, and it's a really good series. And Brendan's actually got into it. Anyway, I think I think we're getting a bit silly now. Thank Jane. you, everyone, for their incredible uh, GLTs. Of course, you can send them through to us via Instagram, via Facebook, or you can email feedback at don'tshootpod.com.au. And, of course, thanks to Red Energy, as always, for supporting the podcast 100% Australian electricity and gas. Don't shoot the messenger, Jane. Thanks for listening to Caro and Corrie's GLTs. If you've got a good local tip, we'd love to hear from you. You can email feedback at don'tshootpod.com.au or join us on Facebook and Twitter. It's all for Red Energy, powered by Snowy Hydro. Red Energy are a leader in renewable energy. They're 100% Australian electricity and gas. You can give them a call on 131 806 for real Aussie energy. Thanks for listening.